Hello, good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I can hardly contain myself this morning. I'm so excited. I've got two friends here who are just going to blow your minds away with Pesach Talk. Purim is behind us. Pesach is in front of us. It is such an exciting and busy time of the year. I'm like, can hardly contain myself. For those of you who don't know me or tuning in for the very first time, my name is my name. Oh, today I can't even talk. My name is Naomi Nachman, and I am about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. Um, my business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I'm running a catering business right now for Pesach, and every day from morning till night, I am in that kitchen cooking, Baruch Hashem. It's so much fun. I'm enjoying all the amazing ingredients that are out there. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, and sharing great food ideas and recipes each week. But I want to hear from you. I love when you guys email me. Judy, thank you. I love when you when you do that. I always have so much akaratos. Karis has talked to you because you are just always emailing and promoting the recipes that you make, that you hear from the show and enjoying our show. And everyone, Ruvain, also thank you, thank you, thank you. A big shout out to you guys, the super fans of um, Nachum Single Network. Um, if you have any questions, cooking questions, guest questions about my guests, you know you can always reach out to me, Naomi, at NachumSiegel.com. You can follow me on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or my website, and we love to hear from you guys. So today is going to be an unbelievable show. I'm just going to start off because I realized last week I didn't talk about my Montreal trip, and it was unbelievable. I just want to give a shout-out to um, some of the restaurants that I was at. I was at many, many, many of them, but really, like, um, I ate at – I'm just drawing a blank on the name. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll come back to that one. Chops, it's a great steakhouse. They had this crazy extensive menu. Okay, now I remember. Um, so they had this huge menu. Then we ate at Lele's. I went around, by the way, uh, where food and fashion came together with Annette. Uh, uh, sorry, with Annette. I can't believe I said that. With Annette um, from Estes Online, and she's just fabulous. She and her husband took me around, as I said, on last week's, on the last show, which was before Purim. Um, and they took me around and we went to these amazing restaurants. So we went to Lele's. Lele is AKA Leia. Um, and she is 20 years old and opens her own restaurant. Isn't that like amazing? The food was fabulous. And I was sure and how fabulous and how young she is to, to own such a successful, well-run business. Um, we went to Yakimoto, which was amazing sushi. Um, we went to, um, Cheskis. We went to um, uh, right next door is Delhi 360, and there's another one, Yoshioko. They bought us out this flaming, flashic sushi roll. It was like shaped like a dragon. It was on fire. Like it was crazy amazing. So we just was completely blown away by the food. Of course, we had poutine, which was always good, and then Exception Bistro, which was delicious. I went there twice, once for cheesecake with Annette and her husband, um, Yo Dahan, if you're following him on Instagram, he's a big foodie. Um, and then I went back with my cousins for brunch. We liked it so much. So it was a really great food trip. Montreal's really nice kosher food. They have, by the way, again, I'm talking about food and fashion. The clothing there is amazing. Lollipop clothing, fantastic. And Armando, fantastic shopping. Um, so I got an, um, 
Tsnias Express, which is in the Cavendish Mall. Fabulous. So I did really well, and they had this massive chop competition that I did there on um, Sunday night, which raised money for the Israel Bonds, and it was done through the Bailey Shawl. And thank you, Shira Miller, for uh, bringing me out there. But it was so much fun. I been doing tons of cooking competitions as well as cooking demos and selling my book. And I hope you all have perfect flavors and perfect for Pesach. And by now, um, I've I've sent out a list of all the kosher Pesach recipes that are in perfect flavors. Okay, so you have a whole book perfect for Pesach on Pesach recipes, mostly non-gebracht, only like four uh, gebracht four or five, and then I have in perfect flavors, I put out a list. It's on my Facebook. It's going to be on my It's on my uh, Instagram of what you can use some perfect flavors and the adaptations are for perfect flavors. So I hope you are all enjoying my books for this holiday season. It's amazing how fast this year has gone. We are just about up to April now. It's crazy, and I have such an exciting guest lineup. I've Two friends who I have met through the Instagram world, through the foodie world, I would have never have met them without the connection of food and Instagram and social media. And media is just growing like crazy. Podcasts, this show is podcasted as well on iTunes. So many great shows are on the Nakam Siegel Network available on the podcasts. But but two women who I've just admire, who've taken their business, I always call it from brain to shelf. And we spoke about the last week. They have these concepts in their heads. An idea lying awake at night thinking, how can I grow my business? And the next thing you know, a couple months later, sometimes it's years later, but this product is on the shelf or out out for sale. And it's just so impressive. And I'd like to welcome uh, Jacqueline Elbaz, a.k.a. on Instagram. She's stuffed with four Fs. Um, she's from uh, Brooklyn with a Syrian background. And we have... I guess this is the Syrian show. <laughs> Est Anne's Root, she's been a guest on before. She's glutenfree at dot sy on Instagram and has taken her amazing Syrian food gluten free. So Air of Pesach, we're, right now we're going to have these amazing products that she has. Um, Esther and I uh, just taught a class um, at the uh, the kosher culinary in Brooklyn. Um, it was an absolutely, um, it's an incredible place. I, I love working with, with the team there. We did, actually, we did a show there, ZK, last year, right? The final season, was it last year? Or the, the year before? Everything's a blur. I don't know. I don't know. When did we do our show? The year that they opened. I know, it's bad. The year that they opened. We did a show from from this school there, and it was it was so much fun. Yeah, okay, we're, we're getting old. Okay, we can look it up. You can look it up on the on the podcast or on the archives, archives on the NSN app. So, welcome Esther Andrew. It's enough of me talking. <laughs> Thanks. So happy to be here. Welcome back. Thank you. So, how's it going since we saw you last? Yeah, a lot of changes. I'm in a commercial kitchen now at the Kosher Culinary Center, a fully dedicated kitchen. Hashkacha. Uh, I have a all the time and uh, just growing, 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 just getting the word out there to the gluten-free community. So let, let's take it back from the beginning. Before, when you first had this daydream about having something, why did you start this business? Um, it's a cute story. My son brought home his gluten-free girlfriend who was Ashkenaz and she couldn't taste our culture and I felt terrible about it. And I decided that I had to figure it out so she could taste all of our maza, our appetizers, our culture, and just be a part of our eating family. And one thing led to another. I had no idea how many gluten-free people 
there were out there. And then Passover's coming, which is my season, because guess what? We all become gluten-free for eight days. So I know what I'm doing, and um, it's a very, very busy season for me, thank God. And I brought a lot of samples of what I can make and what I can do. ZK, she had us at samples. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we're always hungry <laughs> on on this Friday mornings. So we're, we're actually... We're recording this during the week and you're going to air, it's airing on Friday when you are listening to it. Um, but it's so exciting to, to see your product just grow and grow. I remember when you first started, what was the first thing you got out there? Oh, the cheese sambusak. The cheese sambusak was one of the first Can things. Can you tell us what sambusak is for the Ashkenazim? In okay. the- so here, it's a, um, it's a dough and then it's moon-shaped and then we flute it and it has a cheese. Oh, boy. A cheese and egg mixture inside. Okay. And it's um, it's it, savory. So it's kind of like a... A, bar- not, a bareka. A bareka. Okay, these are beautifully done. And, the, and these are these happen... So the, the, the flour is made out of almond flour, tapioca, potato starch, and xanthan gum. All kosher for Passover, all non-kitniot, all non-gabroks. Now, what is xanthan gum? When you read a package of xanthan gum, you think, oh, that sounds so unnatural. But okay. it really it's, is... It, it's, a, it's a chemical from corn. It's a corn derivative. And what it does is it... it, it puts back the binding that you that the gluten isn't there. So it, it substitute for the gluten and it gives it a you know it, it it's a binder. Okay. But, it, but even though it's made out of kidney corn, it's still kosher for Passover. Rabbi approved. It's fine. And because it's a chemical and it's derived. Okay. I can show the packaging where it's okay. Well, I, I believe you. Okay. And these are available at Gourmet Glat. They will the five be towns? They will, yeah they yeah now they are. A fantastic okay so this is Shehakol? Correct. Because there's no flour in here, right? right. I baked it this morning. They're usually better right out of, out of the oven. Mm. It's savory. I'm eating and talking. It's savory. And this this is the same dough, but there's a spinach on it. And you have to taste the ravioli because I think that's going to be a big hit. I'm just having a sip. That was a few seconds silence. My kids love those. Yeah? They, they love them. So Esther brought some samples over to my house a couple of weeks ago. If you're following me on Instagram, you saw her. Um, my, we love the little spinach. That's ones. the same. So this is this is the this is the kosher version. The kosher. It's always oh, kosher. Right, kosher. Correct. The I'm sorry. Version. Thanks for catching that. <laughs> it's kosher always for pa- kosher. Kosher for Passover. I call it. So in my phone, I have a shortcut for my phone because it's so hard to write out kosher for pa- Passover. Kosher. KP, for, right. So KLP. So this is KLP. Right. Non gabrox, um, non kidney art. It's amazing. And it's not fattening. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I wish that would be the perfect no, but thing. But it's not regular. The regular sambusak has butter and... Oh, well, there's butter in here, too. Oh, there's butter in here. Oh, you had, a, you had me at butter. That's for sure. Mm. Here's the... It's amazing that this is not... Right, CK? It's unbelievable that this is not made with flour. It really tastes like... How did you learn this? You know, it's not so easy to learn... Well, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of recipe testing. It's, I do this every day out of the year. So, I mean, I'm actually somebody who literally cooks for Passover every, you know, every day that I go to work. So after a while, with a lot of practice, you understand if you want an optimum result with your flowers, you definitely need to, need to blend them. You need to blend them at the right ratios. And that's something that we talked about last night at the class, you know, is blending those flowers to get a better result. Uh-huh. Now... Let's just talk about, I always say that line, right, guys? I always say, now, let's just talk. I just realized I say that a lot. 
did your son marry this girl? Oh, yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a happy ending. There. No, 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 okay. thank The happy God. ending is great product. Right. But that, that's such a cute story. Can you imagine if they wouldn't have, like, you met this girl, my husband, my son just once dated, but it had And then a... my son-in-law became also celiac, and he said, somebody needs to offer these foods. With he Ashkenaz or... No, he's, he's actually Lebanese Sephardic also. Because I find that more Ashkenazim are gluten-free or have celiac. Actually, no, there's, a lot, there's yeah. a lot of Syrians. There's a lot of Syrians. A lot of kids. or gluten. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more than I would ever have imagined. And this year I made pita bread. Okay, now, pita bread. Pita for bread. Pesach. For Passover. Now let me no just... yeast. There's no yeast in this. Le- yeast is the leaven, leavener. Right, but there is it... no yeast. And the reason they puff up is because of the moisture. The moisture these, these I made yesterday. So, but the, the moisture. It looks, we need some hummus. Oh, by the way, I've kosher Pesach hummus in my Perth Kupa. Yeah, well, last Maybe night we, we had your hummus. It was delicious last night with my pita chips. Okay. All right. This, this, is, is, this is unreal. Can I just say, on my Pesach program that I went to for the last four years, and this year I'm with Gross and Shechta, um, this year we couldn't fly anywhere for Pesach, so we're staying um, in the New York area, and I'm going to be doing tons and tons of cooking classes and chop competitions at the program. I'm super excited. But at, at RAM, they had like bagels and baguettes. Not, not, um, not Masonic. They were shahakal. Mm-hmm. They weren't even like um, um, gabrachs. They were non-gabrachs. Right. They were delicious. You toast them every morning. I would go down to breakfast and I put them through the toast. It was weird not washing on it. But who cares? I, it's it's kosher. It's allowed. Right, I'm going to do right, it. Right, my rabbi. I asked the rabbi. He said it was shakol, and these puff up because of the moisture. There is no yeast. This is not normal, ZK. Yeah, and some you know some some people might be a little you know hesitant to eat them on Passover because they Cause it looks like bread. It looks but... like bread, and they're going to be eating a cheese sandwich and a pita bread in Disney World, and people are going to be giving them. Okay, right. the but Syrians with the string cheese, yeah. bread—that's that's is, is that like a thing with the yeah. string cheese? Yeah, I mean your lunch and look, you know. I mean, you can see we even got a pocket. Okay, let me bring that up to the camera. That's so you could make a salami sandwich, make hey, shawarma, tuna fish, no. shawarma, shawarma, oh, and the hummus from my book with some shawarma right. spices. We we enjoyed that last night with the pita chips that I made. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh! I've been dreaming about this, by the way, ever since I saw her make it. I'm like, I need to try yeah, that. Look at this. I mean, this uh, is this is a day later. ZK is like, can you imagine this out of the oven or toasted? Uh, out of the oven, it's insane. Yeah. You can make this pizza. Pizza. Flat I, bread. I have, I have, I actually have pizza here for you. Really? Oh, she thought of everything. And that means ZK are always hungry. And the ravioli is insane too. Or if you, you have, have little kids. If you have little kids that can't, that don't eat on Passover, this is your answer. This is sick. Okay, ZK, take take some home for your kids. <laughs> I put an extra bar. Yeah, there you go. Just it's yeah. Uh, yeah I, take, mean, I, take I didn't the loose one. I didn't put any Parmesan or pesto or tomato sauce because I wanted you to taste the real thing. But imagine it with a sauce or something like that. Probably sick. Your most finicky eater will eat this. This tastes like ravioli. You're a genius. <laughs> She's a genius, people. A genius. This is really something. I'm only having little bites because there's so much food here. And I know Jack Jacqueline's also got something. Trader Jack's in the house. <laughs> and then we'll we got some little soon. dessert if you guys want a cookie. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm a mouse. Oh God, these are delicious. The chocolate chip cookie. I, I want to try the pizza. I had to make them three times yesterday because everyone kept attacking them. 
Okay, are these the ones that you gave to my book launch? The chocolate chips. They're, the the flower is different. The flowers okay. because these are. There you go, ZK. The That's, ones were cutting on. Okay, this is this is the pizza. Okay, little pizza meze. How do you pronounce uh, pronounce it? Mazza. M a z z a. Mazza. But if you go to some restaurants, they call it meze. Yeah, that's how I would say. Is that wrong? No, it's fine. It's all good. Tomato, tomato kind of thing. Right. Amazing. Imagine you have a finicky kid that doesn't want to eat on Passover. I mean, we're eating them cold. We're eating them cold. We're eating them cold. And I have a wood-burning oven, the new Breville, and I make big pizzas on that. So if you're having a kid's birthday party or something like that, or you just really miss pizza, I got it. I mean, it's it's. I have a in my kitchen, my dedicated gluten free kitchen. There is so much flavor here. Thank right? you. Even like the tomato sauce, where it's really about this bread, but even the flavor of that, your fillings that you right. And that's what there. I do. I work hard on making the fillings extra good, so that you know you're really enjoying the food. Because I believe everyone. This is yeah. And can I just say, this year was a lot big. Last year was a big week of Cholamoed. I'm not sure about next year. I can't remember what 2020, uh, but Pesach 2021 is going to start on a Matzah Shabbos. Oh, my God. We haven't had those in at least 14 years from no. now. I feel like we have. No, we had the first year I was living in my house, and that was about 14 or 15 years we ago. We don't forget those. I, I <laughs> don't forget them. My, my, kid, my oldest is turning 13. I definitely had one since I had a kid. So maybe that was the year. Maybe. Maybe that was the year, but it's been more than 10 years since we've had that. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. So be warned. You'll have to get my pita bread that year. I have a two-year warning. You have a two-year warning. <laughs> but even your pita, right, your pita bread is not even hamotzi because Shabbos morning, you still have to make hamotzi. Uh-huh. And you can't have matzah. I remember eating like getting. I remember getting pita bread to have for. We didn't have challah. We had pita bread. We made hamotzi on. Pita right. Bread. It's 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 going to be a challenge, but the rabbis have got about two years to get that together. Who don't don't say two years. My son's bar mitzvahs then. So. Oh really? <laughs> the January before. Oh very nice. Okay. It's a, yeah. Leo's bar mitzvah is next year. Okay. Here we go. Cookie time. So these are soft cookies. ZK, can I pass you some cookie? He's like, pass that cookie, Naomi. Stop talking and hand over the cookie. Okay. I'm this would have been really good with last week on the show that we had like two weeks ago with the mascao and milk. Mm-hmm. Dip this chocolate into milk. We, we could put that together right now. In, the the mascao is not kosher la Pesach. Correct. So you right. can't do it on Pesach, but you can have the cookie if on Pesach with plain milk. Right. right. Well, you have to, you know, everyone will ask. Everyone yeah. will ask. But, but this with just a plain cup of milk in the morning on Pesach. Oh, my gosh. Oh so God. these are available for purchase at many stores? Yes, they will be. They, they, they're coming out soon. I'm waiting until after Purim when all the stores switch over. So I'm waiting. They'll be out now, very any sh- shortly. Right. So, I, mean, I waited until right after, after Purim. Purim. It's right. right after Purim now. So I waited now, so you, you expect delivery. And if anybody outside the New York area wants them, ask your local kosher store to, 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 to carry them. My friend in Chicago saw my story with you. Right. And I think she was reaching out to right. some, either you. The Hungarian market in Chicago would have them. There are a few stores, and we're actually going national now. So everyone can have them. It's fan- so fantastic. I'm so proud of you. Thank like, you. It's, it's going to be under a different name. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll put that out there as soon as we're ready to launch that. But it'll be the same exact product with a, you know, with a private label. And we'll let you know what that is. So stay tuned. So follow Esther uh, on, on Instagram and stay tuned for all the stuff that she's 
uh, got going on. Um, she's just a fabulous teacher, uh, as we saw at the class. She's a fabulous person, a brilliant businesswoman, a great chef, and she's doing these great things for the kosher market, for kosher la pesa. And also the gluten-free community the, that really right. needs a and, tremendous right. amount of so awareness. Let, let's even pull back from just the, the Pesach time frame that we are in, that it's right now we're, we're in this zone. But when you pull back and you look at the other 51 weeks a year that you service the gluten-free community And imagine that for them it's Passover all year long. They can't even eat matzah. They can't eat matzah meal. So none of my products have cake meal matzo meal or matzo in them because those are not gluten-free. So imagine Passover 52. You know, you're worried about one extra day. They have it 52 weeks two, out two. of the year. Yeah. So we really have to bring awareness and provide much more options for them, and that's where I come in, you know, and I love what I do. It's my passion. It really is. It's so great. And I'm not personally gluten-free, and that right. really gives me an edge. Right. I'm going to say this. Yeah. As a, someone who I know Esther. Jacqueline whole, from Stuffed. I know, I know Esther my whole life. She was always hardworking, always came up with – you always had ideas in the kitchen. Always, always, always. So this is great. I'm so proud. And, I'm so you know, proud to be we, here. We spoke about, you know, we had two weeks ago, we had Abby Waller from the Jewish Women's Entrepreneur. Uh, and and we were just talking about how, how we from women, like, really stick together, pr- promote each other. Empower each other. Empower each other. That's, that's a great word. Empower each other. I love that's, that. That's the ideal word to use. Right. And, and uh, really, like, before Instagram became a huge thing, we were like one of the first, busy in Brooklyn, and me, you, Overtime Cook, Melinda. We, we remember when we saw you at that cooking thing? It was. Oh, yeah, the, the first time I. No, was it I the saw Gustavus? you at the Gustavus, yes. I did uh, see but you the... also, weren't you at the one with. Um, he won Top Chef. Oh, Katsubi. Katsubi Tanabi. Yes. Had a cooking class at Masbia. Yes, yes. And that's the first time we all met each other, and we were all like starstruck. We follow you on Instagram. She's like, no, we follow you. And it was really cute. I remember. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was was, was a long time ago. That was actually a Passover class. It was? Yes, it was. It was was Katsubi's Passover class. Right, because I went with Melinda because we were working in – she was helping me with my business. It was the first year. Yeah, I was he put really... dates in the salad dressing. He made us a drink. Oh, my God. It was, oh, everything was insane. He's, yeah, so flavorful. Yeah, I never forgot that. I wish we could do that again. He was, he's so much fun. That yeah, he was like a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, it was a really great class. Way back. It's got to be at least five years ago. Some, yeah, I, I could look it up on my Instagram. I yeah. <laughs> That's my, my, my journal, my right, Instagram. Right. It's true. It's true. Whenever I need to look something up, I'm like, oh, I can just go to my Instagram <laughs> and take a look at that. It's really great that you have brought a lot to the gluten-free and the kosher, um, you know, kosher le Pesach market. It's so exciting to see the growth. I mean, there are so many products going on right now. Like it's, you know, I, I wish I knew the statistics, you know, and I, I will get them for after the show, maybe after after Pesach. I mean, the, the reaction that I'm getting is, is like, I can't, I can't do anything at night. I'm all day long. With DMs and texts, and they want my menu, and everybody's just, can you ship here? And can you ship here? And my head is just spinning. You need an assistant. I need a few assistants. <laughs> okay, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Stick around. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are having a great Gab Fest today with a Syrian crew from Brooklyn. We have Esther Anzarut from Syrian Gluten Free dot SY, Gluten Free um, Maze. Did I say it right? It's, Mezze. Mezze. it's Mezze. food. It's all Mezze. good. Mezze.
I have to make sure someone goes, you're saying it wrong. I'm like, I've got an Australian accent. Everything I say is wrong. <laughs> I'm from Virginia. I'm from the South. So. Really? Yeah. You didn't grow up in Brooklyn? No. How did your family end up in the South? Because most of the series. Because they were in the resort business, so they had stores over there, and that was their business. But we came here to be a part of the you know, the more religious community. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so I have a little bit of an accent, too. <laughs> yeah, too. A little bit. A little I don't bit. know. I just hear Brooklyn. <laughs> I know it. Uh, I'm American. Uh, I'm not American, so I'm like. So everything so. sounds the same to you. Yeah. I, uh, when people call me up, they go, hey, blah, 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 blah. And they start talking. I'm like, who is this? you got to say your name because they think I know, recognize their voice. But I always say, all Americans sound the same. <laughs> Some have different accents. Canadians have a different accent. Oot in a boot, yeah. Yeah, oot in a boot. And everything was A. Mm-hmm. How you doing, eh? And I'm like, good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, all right, Jacqueline Elbaz. How you doing? Good. Very happy to be here. Very happy to finally have you on the show. It's great. Um, so Jacqueline and I met. She was a competitor at the Gourmet Glut Borough Park Chop Competition that I ran uh, last January. Yeah. I don't even remember my life pre-Jacqueline. Really, I don't. <laughs> we became Instant friends. And you know, I always, you probably always say, I, I always say, oh, my friend is on the show and everyone's my friend. Really, a lot of them are my friends. And when I say it, I really mean it. But we really became friends. Yeah. I've gone to her house and she's come to my house. and My kids are your friends. My, her, her kids do the very funny Naomi <laughs> voice impersonation. So do Esty Walby's kids also. That's yeah, my, my six-year-old. Every day. Every day sounds like Naomi <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you can all listen to the show. People go, I like your accent. I've got 200 hours on the archives that people can listen to now. <laughs> I think this is show like 206 now or something. Moving right along to hit that happy 300. I hope we get to do that. You'll get it. Okay, let's talk. You're new in the industry. You're you're a... You so I guess off- I'm a newbie. I started four years ago, but I always cooked. I always cooked. I learned how to, I lived upstairs from my great grandmother my whole life. So I learned how to cook from my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother. Real traditional, learned how to do everything from scratch. And from the day I got married, I taught myself how to cook. Always had dinner parties, always did it, you know, as fun. And then it just, after I had my last kid, I said, oh, let's see what happens. And thank Baruch Hashem, it grew. And I haven't looked back. Now, her name is Stuffed on Instagram. Do you want to say why it's called, why you're called Stuffed? Okay. I know, but I want everyone else okay, to Okay, so the question I always get from people who are not Syrian, who don't understand the term, a lot of Syrian food is stuffed with rice and meat, or it's, it's stuffed with something. So, you know, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, stuffed with four Fs. Stuffed with two Fs was taken, so. Oh, really? <laughs> so you did not three, but four. But four. Okay, so, what, what, so give us an example what you stuffed. Okay, so I do everything. I do meat, dairy, parv, sorry, milchik, fleshiks. Okay, can I just tell you both you and Esther the funniest story? Yeah. Whenever I do a story on Instagram and I say milchiks or fleshiks, on and the other week I said had had um, lich benching. So um, I had a girl from Instagram go, Naomi, I'm Syrian. What's lich benching? <laughs> and I, I have said, no idea I mean, what it is. You don't know what it is? What's that? It's so funny. Right, what like, does that mean? Us, do you know what? In no. Lich, dairy. No. Lich ben, she means candle lighting. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say. No. Oh, lich light. Right, right, right. Lich right. light. light. Oh, benching, benching. Lich benching is candle lighting. Okay, now that you say it, it makes right. sense. Isn't but, that, but we say it like it's nothing. Scheitelmacher. Right? Like the Yiddish words that we say. Yeah, but a lot of the more religious Syrians call it Scheitelmachers. 
Right, because I, they learn it in Brooklyn. The vernacular, right. right. The vernacular, right? But isn't that funny? Like, yeah. li- for me, it's so normal. But by us, we say milk and meat. And it's like, I was by Flashik's kitchen doing something. For the magazine. For the magazine. magazine, yeah. And I said meat. And I said dairy. And I, the looks I got from everyone, they're like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Milchik, Flashik, got it. Right. It's funny <laughs> how... how Different cultures, and we're, we're like live next to each other. Like, but it's everybody connects through food. That's right. the best part. So I I make Syrian food, and I I like to change it up. I like to make it healthy. I stuff it traditional white rice and meat, but I'll do cauliflower rice. I'll do vegetables. I'll do quinoa. I have fun with my food. I'm not a baker. We we've you, yeah we we both don't bake. I don't bake. Do you bake much? No, I'm, I mean I do. I made these cookies, but it's kind of like forced. I'm not a I'm more savory. Right, right. I like to. You know, experiment, and you can't do that with baking. Right. Put me in the kitchen, throw ingredients in my face. Okay, I'll come up with it. Ask me to bake. Not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, I can't. It was a really big challenge with my book. Um, I thank God I had Miriam Pascal to guide me. Oh yeah, that's yeah. But but she like she worked me. She didn't just give it to me. No, no. She... No, she worked me. She made me think about it. Yeah. What's gonna go? The balance of ingredients, savory. You know, she taught me vanilla is like salt in a recipe. Really? Yeah. You know how? Or garlic. More yeah. garlic. Yeah. More like garlic. A little more garlic, a little less garlic. And vanilla's like that too. A little more vanilla. A little, something you can play with. Right. So salt actually has to be right. Balanced. Right, right. I guess for, you, for one's own personal taste. I, I went out to eat with someone the other day. Before they put a morsel of food in salt. their mouth. Salt. I'm like, that's, that's my husband. You're killing me. That's, that's my husband. That was my grandfather and yeah. that is my brother. Without a doubt, my grandfather, Allah Shalom, he passed away four years ago. There was always, when he was at my mother's house, there was always a thing of salt right by his, and I don't put enough salt. I don't I put a lot. Same, I'd I rather, have the same issue. I keep getting yelled at. That there's not enough salt, not but enough I'd salt. rather you add the salt because you can't take it away. That, oh, you sound like my mother. I, you know what? I, I learned that from my mother for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go less because you can't take it away. Right. So and I always add the salt less. Like when you're making like a soup or whatever, I always add my salt less because if I'm putting a ton of other herbs in it. I add a little, like I see as I need. Like it's right, so I actually add salt in the beginning, in the early stages, and I season it in layers. Oh, that's so if I fry to... onions, I'll add in some salt with the onions, and then I build it up from there. See, I don't do that. When I make a vegetable soup, I do my onions and my garlic. I throw in all the vegetables, which I learned this tip from my aunt, from her sister-in-law. Oh, so cute. You're all interconnected with each other. It's true. So she told me, always cook your vegetables first. This is when I was first married, 14 years ago. Chop all the vegetables. They secrete their own water. It got it cooked much faster. Right. It was a great tip. So. Okay. Good. Good. You got to do what you know and what works. You know what? Everybody play has around with other people's ideas. Everybody has their own style. Right. And that's the best part of this business. And like this, the food, just food in general. No two recipes are alike. Like you could make my recipe. You're not going to make it exactly how I do it. Right. Everyone's different. You know, people say, "I want to start a business. I want to be a new foodie on Instagram." And even though the market is completely saturated now. Everybody has their own voice, Everybody which is beautiful. Has. It's a it's a beautiful saturation. There Everybody is, has their own style. Right. That's the best part. Right. And you know, you you love Syrian food. We know that. I, I I love food. You love food. I love anything Sephardic food. Okay. I love Ashkenazic food too. I like the Hamish. I like the Sephardic. You like Bring everything. You're good. Okay. So Except, I'm gonna. You sh- know what? It's a big fun joke. I don't like rice. I couldn't be a real Sephardic or a real Asian. 
you're going to have a hard time. Because in Asia, they eat a lot of rice. As in Vietnam, the biggest export is rice. Rice. Oh, yeah, the rice balls. Like Yeah, yeah. I, I'll eat sushi if it doesn't have too much. Okay, so this has brown rice in it. That's okay. I'll eat it with something. I okay. just won't eat a bowl of rice. Okay. Doesn't Nahum love rice? Nahum loves rice. What do you mean? Nahum you needed the rice, the rice for your cookbook. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Uh-huh. I couldn't... I couldn't put not. I had to have a rice recipe in my cookbook. So who do I turn to? Jacqueline. You're like you're the Syrian. You have a rice. Right. And that was fun. Right. And it was great. And it's different. And it was black. It was black rice. Black Forbidden rice. rice. Yeah. I wanted something different. I could not just make a white rice recipe. No. It wouldn't be my brand because everyone knows I don't eat rice. And there's no yogurt in my recipe. My book. I no. Don't okay. like yogurt. I don't like yogurt in my food either. People like the majedara, the rice and lentils, with yogurt. And or like the leban or lebanon, oh, I, I like. Me too. But not yogurt on my. That's in, so funny. In my, I don't, I don't like it. I love lebanon, love it, but it cannot stand yogurt. No, Smells. Same. <laughs> especially Greek yogurt. Sorry, sorry to all the yogurt lovers out there and the companies. I, I wish you all well. <laughs> I actually did a, an, um, I do like a plain Danon yogurt for Pesach. Oh, so those are good. Yeah, I, I, I don't eat Greek yogurt. I don't eat Greek yogurt. I, tr- I've tried it. I want to like it. My kids eat it. Let them get the protein. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we buy a lot of yogurt for my family. Okay, so what have we got here, ZK? We got some good food. Okay, so Naomi liked my idea for Purim last week. And I'm going to show you what I'm... I was jealous I was not around in Brooklyn for Purim. So she goes, even though it's close to Pesach, I'm still going to make you the hamantash. So these are mushroom umami spiced hamantash. Okay. Oh, my gosh. They mezzanot. It's funny because after after Purim, you never eat hamantash. Like you wait till Adar again. I know when I know. these are really nicely shaped, by the way. Pizza dough. I made but a pizza dough. I know, but can I just say I, I don't know if you saw my my Instagram story like from a few weeks ago. I did my salami top pizza. Yeah. And I did, I pinched the sides with and a basil pizza. Close. It didn't. I'll tell you what it was. It you let so it rise pretty. too. So, especially with mezzanot dough, which is very good. If you if you let it rise too much it's it's not it's gonna like become a weird shape yeah but pop these out of the freezer wait about 10 minutes and then shape them oh that's such a great idea because i really like i got like three or four perfect ones but so okay so i mean we do have a lot of time before next next pouring but she she knew i really wanted this so she made me a batch thank you so much so these are masana yeah with mushroom Mushroom. i'm not flashy Okay, because oh, I guess no, they're portable. They're I know. We also I had them coordinate what they were making. So there no, no, they're little... portable mushrooms. Okay, did you have CK? You have to talk. Oh yeah. Oh wait. We can't have it in uh, silence. Okay, okay, I'm <laughs> that sorry. Okay, okay, I'm gonna show you what else I brought. I just say it's good. What's in the filling? It's like delicious. Okay, you know you called me Trader Jacks. Okay. Oh. Guys, I'm a very big Trader Joe's junkie. I was Trader Jack's for Purim. Oh, that's so So there's a mushroom umami spice from Trader Joe's in there, which gives it such a kick. There's no salt because the mushroom umami has salt in it already. I just say, I've I've never bought it. Buy it. I know. Next time you go to Trader Joe's, will you let me know? Okay. Okay. I'll probably be there next week. Okay. Um, Oh, my gosh. Okay. so good. I'm only eating a little bit at a time because I have to pace myself. Okay. That was second delicious. thing. It was right. So it gets so flavorful. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. So oh. now, can we take some photos so we can share these with um? 
Okay, there you go. We're gonna put this on 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 the on the feed. Oh wow. Okay, so traditionally I make merchi with rice and meat. That's the merchi. Merchi. Okay, this is zucchini, right? So I stuff it with brown rice and chickpeas. And I don't cook it the traditional way. I put turmeric in it. Ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> I put turmeric in it. So it's Yellow. nice and flavorful. It's baked for three hours on 400. So but it gets just soft. to let you know, this is not a Pesach version of Merchi. No, Even no. But can be made Pesach with cauliflower rice. If you eat quinoa, you could eat quinoa. Syrians eat traditionally eat, do eat rice on Pesach. Not everyone. Why? But why not so, so I don't eat rice on Pesach. My father-in-law is Egyptian, but his father was Moroccan. So they don't eat rice, but we do eat kitniot. So interesting. Like Everybody not, has their thing. Like some people don't some people don't eat quinoa. Some people do. Right. It's funny. It's just it's just it's just like us. Um with, you know, some eat garlic, some eat, don't eat ketchup, some, some don't eat, eat garlic? Who does Yeah, a lot really? of people because it's grown in Europe, it was grown near the wheat. So so it depends. ZK is like having the cookies. Come would you like to try the merchi? Yes, we would. Nachum Sika would probably also like to try the merchi. <laughs> He's not here, so more for us to eat. Okay. We'll, we'll maybe we'll leave Traditionally, it's better warmed up, but this is good room temperature because... It's Everything is good slightly warm. You should always eat food at the right temperature. No, for sure. No, I mean, I cooked it this morning. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. And then she so kindly brought it in for us. Okay. Do we have a knife? I have one right here. Hold on. Uh, here, here. I have one. I have one. Okay. ZK, you can have one too. Oh my gosh, we've been eating a lot. <laughs> this is great. I said to ZK, I was going to get food for us from the store, from the kosher store here on Grand Street, but I don't need to because I knew we were having a big lineup of guests. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, here Let we go. Let me know what you think. And and I par I par cook the rice first so it so it so it doesn't get hard, so it's not so, hard. Can can it can, ZK can you, like, zoom in on that for a second? I'm sorry to interrupt your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, ZK. What is the stuff with rice? So right, it's up. Rice, how do you get rice. the middle out? How do I get the... Oh. Scoop it. Oh, I should have... The scooper. The scooper? So there is a merchi scooper that I bought in the Shook in Israel, but Kitchen Caboodles in Brooklyn sells it. She gave she me gave one. She gave one. Okay. It comes with four different attachments. It's plastic. It doesn't need to be dipped. Toivold. Not toivold. Okay, Do you not use the word toivold? No. Not really. Is it is toivold Yiddish? Al Hatsvila. What do you say? Dip. Dipped. Oh, that's so cute. So it literally, it's the easiest thing. It cores the zucchini or any vegetable and it doesn't break the shell. Really? Wait, so can I just ask you, do you have to par cook the zucchini first? No. So you just I, go. You literally no, it's like you a need to watch no, me no, no, no. It's like a pencil today, sharpener. No, no, it's literally like a pencil sharpener. Uh huh. And, and you and it like cores the middle out. Yeah. What do you do with the middle? So I I'll so, make a I'll make a frittata or a quiche or a jibbin. Jibbin. What's jibbin? Quiche. Quiche. Oh wait, I did it with Beth Warren once at my show in Wesley Kosher. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So that way you don't waste the inside. It's cheese and egg and whatever. Oh, jibbin. I have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I so that way you don't waste your vegetable. You do your thing and that's it. Oh, and cool. So this, I just parboil the, I par cook the rice, stuff it, spice and cook, cover it and bake it. It's very good. I would imagine this being sensational with meat. Oh, yes. My, my, my four-year-old 
I cook my mechi in the crock pot. I, I don't use my crock pot for chalit. The meat one, I cook in the crock pot. Oh, for Shabbat? For Shabbat. Shabbat? Shabbat? So my four-year-old demands every Friday, every Shabbat, she demands mechi in the crock pot. She knows the difference. I would totally, I would totally, I would totally go down for that. It's so easy. Stuff the zucchini or whatever I do. I did. I did for Felicia because I did baby peppers. We're going to talk about that. In a I minute. did baby peppers and zucchini. I cooked it with tomato sauce, garlic, lemon, mint, salt, and water. Oh, you're very big into your mint. I love my mint, and I let it cook for like twelve hours. First on high, then on low, and it was perfectly cooked. So I didn't you have, can make this Friday afternoon before you Shabbat can make it Friday exactly for Saturday. We don't eat chalit anymore. We do. We my husband used to make ashki chalit. Ashki is that what you call us? Ashki. Ashkenaz challenge. Wait, but the, no, that that's serious. No, they used to they they say something else. Yeah, is it not nice? Not really, oh. but you know. Short for J W. J W. What? Yeah. J W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really they wanted to say like we call ourselves like my business S Y, right? right? That's what we call ourselves. She's S Y. My business is called S Y. So if we wanted to say someone was not Syrian, they were Jewish. It would be J. No, 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 no. Talking to the microphone. J W. <laughs> they would be J W. And I guess they got lazy and it became J Dub, but it's not derogatory it's at not all. Not derogatory okay. at all, but so, people used to call like you know. Right, Ashkenaz. they take offense at it. Take offense. It. Oh, okay, I'm I don't not use. No. I don't use that word. I, I use Ashkenaz. I don't Ashkenaz. use. J-Dub. Oh, okay. No, I'll tell you, you can come me a J Dub. So, so you, can, you can do anything with the crockpot. I don't know. Again, we did chilling for so many years, and then my husband stopped. I use make my merchi. I'll make my pulled beef in it. I'll throw it in the crockpot. Right before Shabbat. Right before Shabbat. Wow, I should try that. Have any of you guys done? I made your flank and soup. My flank and onion soup. Onions yeah, that's in the crock great. Pot, yeah. Be, that's been a really popular recipe. That, that's a, um, on and, repeat. And you could do that for Pesach. Um, just leave out the miso. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just leave out the miso and it's 100% like... I've done a chicken. I've done like a baby chicken with vegetables. I've thro- I Just on a regular weekday. If I'm in a rush, I throw it in the crock pot. It slow cooks. When I get home, it's ready. So what's the other thing they all talk about? The other the Instapot? Instapot. No, I'm not a fan. Is that a thing? Is that a, is that like a crock pot or it's the opposite? I think it is a crock pot. No, I think it's a little a pressure than cooker. A crock pot. It's something. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's have... a pressure cooker? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I have, have enough gadgets. I have my air fryer. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it on my show next week. Um I'll ask I I, I maybe the guys from next week's show will will know a, a little bit about it. But um because it might be good for Pesach. With all that cooking, you can cook fast. Well, that's okay. That's a good extra, idea. I'm going to write an extra burner. I'm going to write that down to talk about my show next week. Actually, um, instant pot. In, in, insta pots. Insta pot. You get an extra burner. And I'm having Dini Klein on also, and she's got that other thing in the water. Oh, the sous vide. Oh, sous vide. No, not sous vide. Yes, her that big thing with the, that's a sous vide machine. Oh, okay, I'm writing this down. I'm going <laughs> to ask my guest on my next week's show about that. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about Fleischik's magazine. Um, Schiff and Shlomi are not here. But we love them. But we love them a lot. They're awesome people. Um, yes, they are. And just giving and wonderful. And they've started a new magazine. I've had them on the show quite a few times from Joy of Kosher and now Fleischik's. They featured you. Yes, they did. Chaya Suri from Spice and Zest, who's been on the show a few times, who I absolutely love. adore. And Naomi Elberg. And Naomi Elberg and also Gitty from Mosqueo. Oh, Gitty from Mosqueo. She was on the show last, uh, mm-hmm. before Purim. Yeah. And oh it's, and we had an epic chill and crawl with that Miriam Pascal was the editor, of the guest editor, and she, God bless her, I don't know how she did it, but she, she's amazing. amazing. She's amazing. So 
Miriam told me always when it was going on. Of course, Chef and Shlomi also invited me. She said, yeah. come join us, come join us. There's always something going on. A chop competition, I was away. Who knows what with me. But I did come to one of them. You made it to the last one. I made it to the last one. I was one. at the first one. And I was at the last one. And I only went to one stop because I had just finished some work. Yeah. And then I had a little bit of time at like 10 o'clock at night to run down the road. Thank God it was in Cedarhurst so I could run out and get it. Oh, and they came to Brooklyn and we had an epic. We went to Borough Park, Williamsburg. Definitely an experience. Okay. What was your favorite challenge? Is there a standout in your mind for um, the challenge? Essence challenge was pretty good. Where's that? On, on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. Oh, okay, cool. And but again, I'm not a huge Cholin fan. Is that because you didn't grow up eating Cholin? No, you're no, no. I mean, because for the first seven years of my marriage, my husband made it. Do you guys make Cholin? Yes. Do Syrians eat Cholin? So, do you call it something else? They call it Khamim. Khamim. Oh, that's very like, very similar. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've had Moroccan. My mother-in-law makes it every. You still. put an eggs in or something. Yeah. Right? My my husband never put eggs in. He put kishka in. Oh, he's a little. He has an inner, inner. He went to yeshiva in Rochester after uh, high school. He, so that's uh, it. He is an inner, inner Ashkenazi, like I'm a yeah, Sephardic. Okay. Exactly. All right, so tell us about your article in Fleshix. What a beautiful job they did, as always. Okay, by the way, I'm still, I can't even believe it. It's crazy. So, what started out, it was supposed to be two recipes, ended up being a beautiful spread, by the way. How gorgeous did their food stylist. She literally did a gorgeous job. I'm holding it up to the camera for those who are watching on our YouTube channel on the Nachum Siegel Net. If you're listening to on our podcast or on NSN app, I'm steering you to listen on on whatever way you want to platform, but also watch our show. Our show is hilarious in the studio on the Nachum Siegel Network on the Lower East Side, and we have a lot of visuals because I always tell people to bring in food so you – You'll hear us talk about it, but you also want to see us and roll our eyes and taste the food. I'm um, seeing is believing as well. So here is from the Fleshix magazine. It's almost like, I don't want to say centerfold, <laughs> but the main center is a beautiful spread of a, um, a feast from, and it's called From Siri with Love, written by no other than Jacqueline Elpas. And this was so much fun. I had fun. I love I love Syrian food. Anytime someone asks me about it, I could talk about it for hours. So anything you want to know, I don't mind answering. I, I enjoy people wanting to learn about my culture. You know, it's so important that we all, we're all in the same business, but everyone has a different aspect, and it's so important for everybody to, you know, explore your horizons, horizons and taste buds and, you know, things. Being in this business, I didn't eat duck before a few years ago. I'm, I was always intimidated to try it right now i tried it and i would eat it again so okay that's fantastic so let when, when did you come from where did your family come from syria my family either one my, of yours my, well my mother came in about 1950 i think my father came in like believe it or not 1920 believe it or not which is a, almost 100 years ago oh my god yeah so yeah they were escaping persecution at that time, they weren't yet. They were just looking for a better life. My mother was 31. My father, I think, was 15. So I grew up uh, in a Syrian... They weren't married at that age no. to each other. No, That's they got, when they, they came. Found, they met each other in America. And uh, I understand Arabic fluently because my parents spoke it at home. It's like our Yiddish. So I don't. I'm third generation. My great-grandmother came from Syria. My father was born here, but when he was... Nine months old. My grandmother's from Venezuela. So he lived in Venezuela from when he was nine months old till he was 13. And then they came back. And then they came back. So I understand some Arabic, but I don't speak it. You speak Spanish? I understand it. 
I don't speak it. I mean, broken Spanish, but like my broken Spanish. Spanish, exactly. Like I can understand. My English. (laughs) Being around my friends, I have some of my best friends came from Syria, so I caught on the lingo, but I can't have a conversation. English and Hebrew, that's about it. Right, right. The the interesting thing about coming from Aleppo is that it was a port city, and a lot of the Syrians became traders. And a lot of people who came from Damascus, which was a little bit more inland, became more academic doctors and lawyers, and you'll see that in in the culture. So, Oh, so interesting. Yes, that's true. I know in Panama there's a big Syrian Jewish community. And Seattle also, they have one, Seattle, Washington. I think they have one. Yeah, they do. But a lot. Melinda... Melinda's yeah. from Seattle. A friend of mine who's Syrian grew up, they were friends. You know, years later, I didn't know, like, they knew each other. Yeah. They were best friends growing up. There's a big community over there in Florida. But, you know, it's interesting. My husband's family is from Yanina, which is in Greece. Yeah. And it's a, it's a small, they're not really Sephardic Jews. They're Romaniot Jews, which is not Ashkenaz and it's not Sephardic. Wow, There's two shuls, two shuls in the world that are Romaniot. Wow. One is up the road here on the Lower really? East Side. Yeah, wow. yeah. One That's is up the so road, funny. and the other one is in Israel. There's no other shuls of Romaniot That's Jews left That's very, in the world. That's fascinating. Very. Fascinating. But they they have a community, like it's not a shul because they don't have enough, but they there's a lot of Jews from Yanina that ended up in Seattle also. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, like the wandering Jews, whether you're Sephardic my, background or My dad can spot... Someone from Venezuela, he came when he was 13. He's not, he's not 13 anymore. We were in Toronto when I was maybe a teenager, and he heard some guy speaking Spanish. He's like, oh, you're from Venezuela. He knew from the guy's accent where he was from. Yeah, that's interesting. Very right? funny. Not everyone could do that. I don't yeah. know. He has a cute ear. Is he yeah. musical? No. Oh, there no, you go. not at all. Maybe you don't know he is. Maybe no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, so so the Fleischix magazine, and we're going to bring it back to Fleischix, they did a beautiful job. Beautiful. Um, with all the different, I call it guest roles that they have. Guess what? Even there was also the ghetto gourmet, Elisa. Elisa's in this also. So, the, so she, um, Shifra made her um, basbusa recipe, which is amazing. Basbusa. What is that? I'm just Syrian looking now. pastry. I don't know. I don't bake, so I can tell you. But she. Elisa is amazing. Yeah. I have got to get her on the show. The ghetto gourmet, she was actually one of the first Instagrammers. She was. Her with Chef Chaya. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. the first really yep. two big ones. Yep. She, she's skyrocketed, Chef Chaya, yeah. like to another level. It's amazing. Um, Everybody has their niche. They bring right. something different. Is this what you were telling me about kebab mushroom? This is kebab mushroom. So is that what I have in my freezer that so I got you have from the kebab balls, yeah. I have kebab balls, so I should just saute this with onions and mushrooms? No, no onions. Saute it, throw in the mushrooms, salt, pepper, and allspice. That's all I put. And the water, and that's it. I can't imagine Making something without onions. That's how we do I put, it. I put a little white wine. Gives it oh, a that's little, a, a little white wine. Is this good the next day cold? Not cold, like, can I heat this up on Shabbat lunch? Yeah, yeah. And do the kibber balls, like, get yucky? No. Yeah. They'll no. be delicious. That's why you have, if you just, someone once said to me, oh, Syrian food is disgusting. And I and I was with my 12-year-old. And I looked that's at her. That's so not nice. No, no. So I was like, Okay. She's like, I don't know. I bought the kibbles. I'm like, what'd you do to them? Nothing. I just sauteed them. I'm like, that's why you didn't you, you didn't cook them properly. You have to do it right. As long so- as you flavor, flavor is key. Oh, I've got a book all about Hello. flavor. <laughs> and this is the crock pot, Okay. I, I think I'd like to make that this week. I'm having some friends. I can just do zucchinis. I don't have to. You could do, you could do whatever vegetable. You could do tomato, onion, anything. Tomato. And the t- tomato marche. Grape leaves. And I have a video with me and Beth Warren 
making, am I saying all right, yebre? Yeah. Mm, perfect. Better yebre. than me. Ah, there, good. So I made, I made yebre with her uh, healthy, low-fat, low-carb on kosher.com. Right. So you have your cauliflower, so you could put cauliflower rice in there. It's delicious. Yeah, I can't remember what we did. It was sweet and it had So I do fruit. a lemony. You know, I, I like my, yeah, I, we lemony. love our food lemony. I don't put sweet. I do lemon, mint, garlic. No, she, she had she sweet did, filling with a oh, lemony. Sweet, oh, with, with like, a lemony chi, with sauce. Like, with like cranberries and all. I can't remember. We have to go to the video to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I use pineapple juice in mine with tamarind really? sauce. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's ooh, right? Is yeah, that ooh? Oot, oot, oot and pineapple juice. Instead of lemon, I replace it with pineapple juice and little pieces of dried pineapple. It's insane. Sounds, oh, I'm going to try that. that. That's okay. really cool. Here we are. Just credit me. That's all. You of can... course. <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> always. Always. We're all about networking and growing together. Okay. So, and we, of course, we have Chai Suri. I've got to get my hands on that sourdough bread. Uh, yeah. My tw- my daughter wants for her birthday a sourdough class. Oh, that's so cute. So she's going to do her online. So, I told her. Just to let you know, me and Chai Suri have a video of us on kosher.com. Making sourdough? Um, making, um, like we did um, um, hors d'oeuvres for Purim. Um yeah, oh, so that, yeah, go check that out uh, on kosher.com with uh, me and Chaya Suri. The whole magazine, though, it's beautifully photographed and written so well. There's so much information. Each issue yeah. keeps getting better and better. You know, I I try, really try because I know what it's like when you're trying to make a, a, a try to promote a book. And, you know, for them, I do one book, two books, that's it. They have a magazine coming out every four weeks. And that is really hard. That's Pesach, like having a baby every week. They did have a live where they were talking about their Pesach issue. Right, right. And they're they're coming out with a like a restaurant guide and a recipe guide if you're forget it. Right, right. So that will probably be on the shelves momentarily. I'm not sure um when that's going to be airing out, but you can listen to that. Yeah. Make sure you pick up you can do a subscribing. And I love the fact they did a kiddish edition. We actually had our own kiddish show basically last week when I had um Gitty from Mascao and the um Naftali Engel from the Rebus right. Choice Herring. <laughs> So we're like we basically had a kiddish here, right? So it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so there's a lot always going on with different people's culture and food. And- I love it. I love learning. I love trying new things, new flavors, new spices. Literally get a chopped competition a chopped in my competition. kitchen. Okay, questions for you, Esther. I'm going to fire away at you. Favorite food? My favorite food? Yeah. That's hard. Artichokes, maybe. I like oh, those. favorite spice? Spice? Oh, I would say maybe garlic powder or some cumin. I don't know. Not a spicy person. But. Okay, but but flavoring. Flavoring, yeah. Okay, um, food that you dislike the most? Beets. Ah, really? didn't even have to really? think about that one. Yeah. Yeah, that came right out. Really? Yeah, really, just don't like beets. You don't like peppers? Okay, well, you're next. No. Um, okay. Um, if you were on a desert island and you had to take two food items with you to make food or dry goods that you could continue using, what would they be? Well, I know potato would maybe be one and maybe pasta. They have to be dry goods. No, 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 like um, like a, a flavor seasoning. Oh, a seasoning? Yeah. Well, yeah I me, me. have to take some salt and I think I'd take pepper. Okay, very good. Back to the basics. I thought you might say all spice because that's definitely a very big, big yeah, Syrian flavor. It's a very flavor. Syrian spice, yeah. You have to get used to it. Yeah, but uh, they call it paharat. 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 Yeah. Say cumin. 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 What's another one that they say funny? Oh, not funny. I, I say it funny. Paprika. No, not really. No, it's not just because really. there's a cum- right. Because whenever I say cumin, zata, zata, zata. But we all say that. that I say zata, and somebody goes, "You mean zatar?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, whatever uh-huh. you say." <laughs> <laughs> Where were they from? Uh, right. That's You're interesting. A chef. 
Um, okay, for you, miss. Okay, favorite food? Definitely yebra. Really? Any par of meat. I could eat it all the time. Okay, food you dislike the most? I okay. hate peppers. I hate Me also. peppers. I can, we have the same taste. We do. I don't like peppers and I don't like Brussels sprouts. Really? Oh, when they're cooked right, no, they're like so chips. Oh, I, bought man. The, I bought them for my husband and I, my daughter wanted, so I, I tried to eat them. I, I couldn't, but we have them almost every week air fried. Air fried. Oh, my God. We spoke about sous vide and Instapot. We didn't even touch air fried. You air fry everything. I air fry everything. Everything. Don't th- mean the air fry. Like, <laughs> she loves air frying everything. You know what? Like Esther said before with, like, with the Instapot, when I'm cooking for a job or the holidays, I use my stovetop, I use my oven, I use my crock pot, and I use my air fryer. I have one for Pesach. You know, I have one. Uh, I and you still you. never use it. I still never use it. I feel so bad. You, you have the same air fryer as me. You have the Breville Smart no, oven. So she air. has yeah, an yeah. air fryer so from I, before. No, I have that from before. A company sent it to me. I still haven't opened I feel so bad, and I can't remember the name of the company that sent it to me. Oh, okay, because you have the same one that I have, the Breville. Do you use that? I do. I fry my kibbez. I air fry my kibbez, and the customers Mine is from them. Kettle and Court in Brooklyn. And other the chicken nuggets. Not everybody wants to eat fried food, so I give them that option. Your chicken nuggets. Why not? Why not? Mincy Kate, fried food can, all the way, baby. Can I just baby. say, her chicken nuggets at your book thing, at your book launch, you had the chicken cutlets, the yeah. chicken nuggets with the honey, with the Tubi's honey. Yeah, it was really I, good. I'm so, I still talk about it because it was so good. You guys make the most delicious, um, the meze with the little chicken and the honey. Is that mm-hmm. what you? That's what, yeah, that's what I do. I really want... People who are gluten-free to, to get a flavor explosion, especially kids. You know, it's, it's like when we used to eat kosher. We used to feel like if it was just kosher, it was good enough. It's not good enough. We want good food. There's so many restaurants. It's the same thing with gluten-free. It's not just enough to be gluten-free. It's got to be flavorful. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be good. It's got to be gourmet. And I'm really passionate you've about a, the gluten-free you've community. You've achieved that. that, that it's amazing, that chicken. When you bought that at home, when you bought that to my house... It was gone yeah. in. I people tell me I'm not gluten free. That was my favorite thing. That that chicken. That, that was chicken. my favorite. My daughter guys, calls it crack. Buy buy yeah. it for during the week for Shabbos for during the week. It's just have it as a nash for the kids. I'd rather see my kids eat the chicken, which is not fried. It's not fried. It, it is fried, but oh. I can air fry it if you want. You can air fry it, or, or or just to pick at. You know, it's it's much better than them having a packet of chips, as my mother always says. Don't eat that. Don't eat a packet of chips, you know. Right. Go you get imagine some. a lot of kids are gluten-free, so we really got to take care of them. Okay, amazing. Guys, this was unbelievable. Thank you for having us. My Thank pleasure. You so Thank you for bringing this insane, amazing, delicious food. It's like we got a real – we got a feast here today, ZK. He's very happy. He doesn't like when I have guests without food. No, just joking. We love our guests. <laughs> But we love when we have something yummy and delicious to eat. Um, to share with everyone, we want you to be able to see and experience what we get to experience right here on Table for Two. So just want to wish everyone a good Shabbos. Um, we have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem all the way up to Lich Benching. I know that Pesach is coming very soon. So happy happy Pesach, Erev Pesach shopping. We've got one more show coming up before Pesach. I just want to say good Shabbos to everyone. See you next week.